Welcome to Conversations on Wealth, hosted by Richardson Wealth, a podcast dedicated to helping Canadians with your total financial picture. Our approach is unique. We examine wealth through a multidimensional lens in order to offer you integrated strategies to grow and preserve and protect the legacy you have built. I'm Sarah Widmeyer, Director of Wealth Strategies at Richardson Wealth, and joining me today is Scott Stennett, Chief Operating Officer and Director of Operations and Information Technology at Richardson Wealth. Welcome, Scott. Well, thank you for having me. What a long title. (laughs) (laughs) I'm paid by consonant. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Um, So today we're going to talk about cybersecurity. It's It's also a big word. Uh, For many, the topic of cybersecurity can be very intimidating or even maybe frightening, especially when it comes to our financial affairs online. We put so much of our lives, our private information online. As the financial services industry continues to evolve in the digital space, so too have the scale and sophistication of cyber threats. That's why being extremely diligent and proactive ourselves as leaders in wealth management, as well as helping our clients avoid cyber risks, among other types, is more important than ever. So, Scott, how do you define cybersecurity and what are the key issues that our listeners should be aware of? Well, as you said at the opening, Sarah, it's a it's a big word and it's also a really big and diverse topic. At a really high level, cybersecurity is the art of protecting against criminal or even just general unauthorized use of electronic data. It typically focuses on internet or related access points used by a company or an individual, along with all these things called endpoints. Okay. And on an endpoint, it's a device that's generally used to access information. We know them as computers, tablets, smart or mobile phones. And in between the internet and the endpoint, one typically has a whole bunch of systems and stored data, and that data can include sensitive information like social insurance numbers. Okay. It also can include uh, some, some less sensitive information like first names. And this whole cyber topic generally is focused on personally identifiable information or what's called PII. This can be used to steal identities and cause real personal harm. And individuals are not the only ones at risk. Uh, A company may also have intellectual property that is essential to their competitive advantage into the marketplace. We certainly do at our firm. And just like home security systems are meant to dissuade people from unwanted break-ins and theft of family property, cybersecurity is in place to protect any personally identifiable info and intellectual property of an organization. So it's not only an important topic, it's an important as you're looking for an advisor and then you're, you're, you're interviewing a firm, potential firm, it's something that uh, we as consumers, as clients, we should be really asking about. What are the ways and means to protect our information? Because with increasing regulations and, you know, know your client regulations, which are, are basically um, detailed questionnaires that, that clients go through in order to set up an account, there's such a vast array of personal information that we share and get stored somewhere and as safely kept, we assume, somewhere. So it, it, is, it is something that the average client probably isn't even aware of. 
what we're doing uh, to safeguard our clients' wealth. Um, what does your team do across the firm to make sure that our client information is safeguarded? Yeah, great question. And you're, there's no there's no doubt that more and more as awareness becomes prevalent in the marketplace, it's hard to read a newspaper or a journal article that doesn't talk about some sort of vulnerability or compromise that happened. And, it, and frankly, it can be quite scary and very intimidating to, mm-hmm. the, to a layperson just reading all of this information and starting to wonder how exposed are they. So we do invest substantially in making sure we protect information. We have certified specific certifications for cybersecurity professionals on staff whose sole accountability is the betterment of our cyber hygiene. Hmm. By the way, you can put the word cyber in front of almost any other word and it sounds really sophisticated (laughs) and complicated, but cyber hygiene is this whole art of how do we make sure that our environment, our ecosystem as an organization is as clean as it can be to eliminate or reduce risk that client information is compromised. So hygiene really is the right word. It is. Yeah, it's very relevant uh, in the marketplace today. And some of the key defenses that we deploy include things like advanced systems that proactively recognize questionable activity, things that don't look normal and attempt to access our infrastructure that we wouldn't expect at a weird time of day from a foreign jurisdiction perhaps would stand out as an example. And they alert staff so that a review can be made and actions can be taken if and when required. So homeowners, many of us would be homeowners, we often install fences to keep unwanted guests off our property. Yep. And in IT, we rely on perimeter defenses, just like firewalls, to keep the criminals from breaking into our digital environments. Hmm. So in today's marketplace, these systems are very sophisticated, and they're changing and evolving very quickly. So they not only block unwanted traffic from entering our domain, they also recognize when unusual or suspicious attempts are made to access systems so that they can self-adjust and automatically take efforts to stop Hmm. events. Quarantine is a common word in our (sighs) sector. Uh, We park them somewhere and we have some human beings take a look and see if it's warranting additional attention. Interesting. So there's a lot going on that the average client would not be aware of that, that we're doing and probably a lot of infrastructure and expense going into that, which is is all part of being in this business, I guess. Correct. And in, in fact, an awful lot of the industry analyses that go on in measuring firms' maturity in the cybersecurity or information security space measures progress against what percentage of your revenue line or what percentage of your expense line is being devoted to really? cyber security. And what you're seeing, and no surprise, I'm sure, to any is the expenditures are climbing and climbing fast. So year over year, firms are investing substantially more in their infrastructure specifically for this protection of privacy, protection of client info. So where, as a client, where would you find that information in, in the annual report? And it varies by firm. Uh, some firms will bury it into a broader expense line. Some firms will want to single it out and highlight it as a strategic advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is all over the place and different. One of the things that's really evolving in the marketplace is simply the lack of standards, mm-hmm. which comes right down to even the client's ability or inability to assess the various industries that they may do business with, the various firms that consist in and around them in their everyday lives. Mm-hmm. How do you know which firm is taking the right steps and which firm perhaps may be taking some calculated risks? Mm-hmm. 
calculated risks are fine until the day they're not. Yeah. yeah. And that's when they become the headline news. So again, and I know you, you've, you've answered this, but, but to, to try and cut to the chase on it. So as a client, how do I know that dealing with our firm, my information is safe? How do I know that? So on one hand, all of us, anyone that's a citizen of a given country, because each country has, in some cases at least, unique laws and unique regulations that govern and support how information is protected, we have to rely on trust. Not someone like our frontline business giving the wealth advice to our valued clientele. You have to trust that the organization is doing what it says it's doing. Uh, Over time, I'm going to suspect that you're going to see more regulated audits and more standards that will allow us to have a common yardstick to measure each firm's resilience against these evolving Mm -hmm. threats. But at this time, it's a bit of an evolving landscape. And uh, I do think this will be one of the things that we'll see change and change quickly in the years ahead. Hmm. That's really interesting. So foresight as to where the marketplace is going is extremely important for you and your team. Where do you see things going with respect to cybersecurity or key technological advancements in this space over the next few years? I think you've touched on it, but but is there anything else? Yeah, there's there's no question that with this degree of rapidity and change, the landscape is going through accelerated growth. Mm-hmm. At a really high level, we're focusing within the wealth sector specifically and see that substantial inroads will be made with artificial intelligence. It's in its infancy. It's in the early stages. But artificial intelligence or AI is going to play a key role in both how clients conduct business within our sector and also how we as an organization use it as a tool to protect their information. I don't see robots replacing the human touch anytime soon, but AI will definitely help improve operational efficiencies. Mm -hmm. It will also streamline a variety of administrative functions that the clients and the advisor teams uh, utilize in their day-to-day interactions. We also see continued progress being made in protecting sensitive info through enhanced encryption. So even if your best laid defenses get compromised, you want to make sure that the bad guys can't utilize the information to their advantage. Mm -hmm. So really good and capable encryption ensures that even if the information is stolen, it's worthless to to the party that acquired it. And what is encryption? Encryption is the ability to use digital means, mathematically derived means, to make it such that people need a password or passphrase often very long one, as a key to unlock the information. Otherwise, okay. it looks like jargon. Uh, it's not sensical to anybody else but us. Okay. It's often founded in military-grade operations well, and it just, evolved into our sector. I immediately thought of, you know, World War II movies with, you know, secret messages sent. and, and it's, it's very much the same thing, yeah. and it's just continuously evolving and changing. And, and it's becoming a, a profit center as organizations find new ways to improve upon encryption. There's a market for it, and it's an expensive one at that. Uh, we even see in, uh, improvements to how people access our systems, uh, moving into biometrics more and more. Uh, Many people that use a mobile phone today have already started to use fingerprint and facial recognition, and we'll see that happening more. And that will replace passwords, making it harder for bad guys to steal private information. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a bit further away, but I think you'll see governments taking a lead role in establishing unique identifiers for people. 
It sounds very big brotherish. However, it is under, it is in talks across uh, various governments, not just here in Canada, but the United States and overseas. And I think, and you touched on this earlier, Sarah, I think that through this whole digital evolution, our clients are going to become ever more aware of what's going on and where they're vulnerable and how to better protect themselves. Yeah. And this is going to drive firms like ours to set a higher standard of care and make it harder for criminals to take advantage of our clients. In short, security of information is becoming a new strategic asset class that firms can offer to clients and the clients can demand of their firms. Yeah, that's so cool. So um, so then tips for clients, tips for clients in safeguarding their information and making sure that things are secure. What would you tell people to do or make sure that they are doing or looking out for? It is critical that clients know where their sensitive information is stored, both in their homes and across the firms that they do business with. And you mentioned earlier, there is a wealth of information that clients share in order to become clients. That's right. Across various banks, wealth sector, even ordering food through various delivery tools requires you to give name, address, details, sometimes credit card information. So this requires an active stance. You need to go on the offense in order to build and ensure you have the best defense. So don't just assume it's all being done to a high standard. Within their own homes, clients should ensure that digital information is always encrypted, and we talked about what that means. Lock down your wireless access points, using passwords in all cases. Be careful when surfing the internet. Don't download content from a site you don't trust. Be careful when you're looking at emails and attachments. If in doubt, and you're not familiar with the person who sent it, delete it. Mm -hmm. When it's at all suspicious, the best exercise is to delete it. Definitely don't open an attachment or click on a link that wasn't expected or didn't come from somebody you know. And for the endpoints, we talked about computers and tablets and phones, things we carry around. Make sure your screen lock's on. A lot of people get compromised because they lose these very small, and they're increasingly becoming smaller appliances. And if you don't have a password or some means to make it harder for people to get in, it's it's sometimes your entire information life. Every contact every credit card number, every system and service you do, you have a business account with, it's all on these little teeny devices now. Very easy to lose those and, and be uh, harmed by other people's access to that information. Another great example of something often we see when we talk to clients is using public Wi-Fi hotspots. Yeah. Uh, any information you enter or share when you're using public Wi-Fi hotspots is, is or could be visible to others. So using that digital hygiene, cyber hygiene we talked about, when using social media, be careful about what you share about yourself online. Your family, your friends, even your whereabouts may be used in an attempt to harm you later. Mm. So it's all about awareness. So those hotspots then don't use them? Hotspots, I say absolutely use them. It's just about being more aware and conscious about what you're doing while you're using them. So don't pay your bills. I would not go and log into my bank account <laughs> using a public Wi-Fi hotspot. Right. I would not go into a transactional account that I might have where Online I could order shopping. or do things like yeah. Amazon if I had a uh, public Wi-Fi hotspot for fear that somebody might be stealing my credentials and then use it to make purchases without my awareness. Right. So go back to paper and pen. <laughs> paper and pen. <laughs> 
carrier pigeons, <laughs> you know, lots and lots of great things we can do. And it's an amazing space to be operating within as technology is evolving fast. This really all has a consistent message. It's not all about fear tactics and, and worry and concern. It's just about being more sensitive and aware of what you're doing. Right. And with that will come great use of great tools with less to no risk on your personal well-being. Okay. So at our firm, as you know, we pride ourselves on being at the leading end of innovation. I'd like to leave listeners on a slightly lighter note because I think I've got them all scared now. It's carrier pigeons, as you said, and paper and pen. Um, can you expand on how we're making clients' lives easier through innovative technological advancements? Yeah, this, this is one of the most exciting themes, in my opinion, for the firm today. We offer great advice. And now we're getting an opportunity to offer that advice alongside some of the best tools in the industry. We're fully embracing this ongoing digital evolution. We believe it's going to enhance the client experience. We're on a journey to make this firm the easiest place for our clients and our advisors to do business. Our strategic roadmap includes continuous enhancements of our secure client portal. We believe clients should be able to monitor their financial progress across our entire firm when they want, how they want, on their terms. Mm. So our portal is going to be our digital ecosystem. And, if, and I believe this is going to be where we're going to see continuous growth for, for the years ahead. Uh, from updating an address, from requesting a withdrawal, to reviewing your latest performance, to even updating a family life goal. I think we're obligated or believe it's the best practice to acquire a signature on a document, but we look forward to offering our clients the ability to use a digital signature, which avoids need, any need for paper or good old-fashioned traditional snail mail. And all the while, we want to continue to ensure we protect our client's sensitive info and, and their privacy. So it's kind of like a, like a filing cabinet of all of our clients' information, and it's their specific file folder. A digital vault. A digital vault. And so they log in, and they have access to all of their client's secure information, their account information, ultimately their financial plan, any adjustments that might need to be made to that financial plan. It's all there in their filing drawer, in their file folder, in our filing cabinet. Exactly. When I think back over the last three to five years, a lot of the conversations with our sector, other firms that work in our sector, aligned around trying to move clients away from paper and onto these electronic or digital forums. What's interesting in that whole dynamic is that the driving force was mostly about cost and reducing the expense of postage and the mailing itself. I believe that that is certainly relevant on one hand, but is far less important than the fact that going digital is safer. I, I chuckle almost today to think of what my children are going to do years ahead when they have their own homes and they're going to look at me and say, Daddy, I can't believe you used to leave all of these sensitive documents in this little box that used to hang outside of our house called a mailbox. And it would sit there for eight to 10 hours before you got home yeah. and you took it. And it was accessible to anybody who just walked by the house. And we thought that was acceptable and an okay way to share information versus being able to securely under these encrypted domains that we talked about Go in and get the information when you want it, wherever you are, even if you're not at your home, and know that nobody else can see it. So it's not about the money and the expense as much anymore as it is about just better protecting yourself and making it more efficient. 
If you lose that piece of paper, you generally have to call someone to get it resent. Yeah. In our environment, if you need it again, even if you're on a vacation, you just grab your mobile phone and you go get it. But not in a hotspot. Apparently not in a Wi-Fi <laughs> hotspot. Now that I've scared you. <laughs> Okay, so before we close out our conversation, what are key takeaways for clients? What would you leave them with? At a very high level, a proper and effective wealth plan requires client engagement and investment of time and effort. The same goes for protecting your privacy. Be sure to devote time to assessing your situation, identifying your vulnerabilities, and know that it can be confusing. So don't be shy and ask for or even hire help when needed. In doing so, you'll ensure that you've got the necessary peace of mind. Great advice. We appreciate the trust that our clients have placed in our firm, and we continue to improve our networks, so ultimately you can sleep easy at night knowing your assets and your information are safe. If you have any questions regarding cybersecurity, please reach out to your advisor. Conversations on Wealth is available wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow us on LinkedIn for the latest on wealth strategies. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Scott. And join me next time.